Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. The last show of 2022 Kentucky Roll Call. Here oh, on Big Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Scooter, what do you say we do it one more time for the 2022? That's right. One last time, and then we'll flip the calendar to 23, which I'm really excited about. Something about a new year. New beginnings, new fresh start, although none of that ever comes to fruition, so I don't know why I get so excited. But yeah, let's do it. Hey, this year's going to be different, buddy. (laughs) Perhaps. We'll see. New year, new you. Of course, like, I I think the same stuff, Scoots, and I'm going to, you know, I'll do the trendy stuff. I'll eat better. I don't do the drinking for January and February. So I'm hand up. I'm, I'm right there with anybody else that decides to use this date as a time to start new you theoretically could do it really anytime uh sure you don't have you don't have to wait for the calendar to turn to do it however like if you're trying to eat better or something it is just subjective it, it subjectively objectively tougher to eat well during the holidays that's just factually true oh There's yeah candy laying all i mean it really starts halloween Scoots, I know you like being honest on this radio show. Allow me to be honest for a moment. But if we're being honest, it really starts Halloween. And you start eating candy then. Then you have some leftover candy that's around the house for another week or two or so. Before you know it, Thanksgiving's rolling around and you're not wearing your tight pants around Thanksgiving time. And then you you just kind of give up a little bit. And you're like, well, I know I'm going to be eating during the holidays and that. And so you start to eat not as healthy for the most part. If you're anything like me. Yeah, I uh, it, it is good that you get the new year and it's like now there's really nothing to look forward to till March Madness, really. I uh, heard a stat yesterday that the average person gains six pounds around the holidays. Whoa, Sheesh. So that's quite a bit, right? That, that is that is that is uh, that is that yeah. is a lot. Um, you would think that would probably be the vast majority of people's weight gain throughout a year because i don't think most people probably gain six pounds a year i don't know what what does the average person gain in weight per year for the human adult that's a good good question i don't know do you have any new year's resolutions well i mean the no drinking is kind of a resolution other than your normal stuff no no Hmm. no 
uh, work on my tone. <laughs> yeah, your tone needs some serious work. That's that's going to be the New Year's resolution, is, is talk with a better tone. Uh, no, the good news is Nick Roush, he is in Nashville. He was out partying the Cowboys game yesterday. They covered. Did you bet it, Scoots? I did not, no. I, I should have. As soon as I saw Derrick Henry was out, I should have just threw the house at it. But I, for whatever reason, I just wasn't feeling it. Did he, did he end up going to the game, do you know? I don't think he was there. I okay. feel like he would have tweeted a picture or something. Yeah, I would have thought so, too. In the stadium, but uh, he wasn't on the phone unless he just went on a spree in the in the wee hours of the e- evening. He was or the morning, I should say. Uh, I don't think he was on his phone a lot. That's probably so, smart when he was trying to tie one on yesterday. Yeah, it probably means he got after it, yeah. and good for him. He he deserves it. But no, in my gambling league, I, I stayed away. Although it's always more fun to be betting the primetime games because you're watching them, but. I would have leaned if I had to pick. I would have taken Cowboys. However, the Titans were covering for the the huge chunk of that game. Of course, it was a big number though. But yeah, the Cowboys ended up covering. Meaningless game for the Titans. I guess it helps seeding position for the Cowboys. Although they're they're the wild card, so they're already the top wild card spot. So they're pretty much locked into that five. I guess Scoots. That'd be right, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, you would think. Yeah. They can't. They can't catch the Eagles, and then none, You know the other wild card teams are the Giants, the Packers, the Commanders, the Lions, the Seahawks. Obviously, the Cowboys have a better record than than all those teams. Has so, there? I, I don't think it's ever happened because we've just got this new playoff format. Well, is, is this the first year or second year? I mean, it's new. So, has there ever been? There hasn't been four teams from the same division get in. No, I don't, no. That Not would be crazy. Teams. But theoretically, you're right. It that, could happen. That could happen. Yeah. And wow, the NFC East is knocking on that. Yeah. So they that's on the table of happening. I yeah. didn't even put two and two together there. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. If all four of those get in, that would be wild. We need the Commanders to lose big. That's time. true. Yeah, you need the Commanders to lose. We Scoots, don't. We I, need, it doesn't matter to me. Scoots, you need we, them to lose. <laughs> We're friends. We're friends. We care about each other's interests. But it's it's uh, it's one of those things though that the Packers are always in the playoffs. So if they don't make the playoffs for one year, I think it would behoove everybody. Yeah, right. Except Aaron Rodgers you. is a dinosaur. We need the, we need every <laughs> run we can get, buddy. That you're you're thinking about this all wrong. Uh, the bad news is if Green Bay does make the playoffs, who's going to be the two in the NFC? Probably the 49ers. So it, it it would probably be a quick out for the Packers as the seven seed going to San Francisco. Hey, but that's why you play the game. I'd much rather have the opportunity than than sitting on than not having a team, not having a rooting interest as the playoffs roll around. And then in the odd chance that you know 49ers could come into Lambeau with a worse team last year against a better Packers team, then certainly they'd probably take care of business at home this year. But if in some miracle the Packers did win, what's your reward? you get to go to Philadelphia and there's just no way Green Bay would be able to win that game and certainly not back-to-back San Fran Philly but hey again it's why you play the game I I would I would like to at least have the opportunity and that would take two Green Bay wins over the Minnesota Vikings this weekend and then the Detroit Lions the following weekend and then they either need the Giants to lose out or the Commanders to lose one of two and they have Oh, man, that kind of stinks now that I put two and two together about the Cowboys. 
a good radio host usually would have this stuff kind of mapped out before the show. I do it. We do it together. No one ever claimed you were a good radio host. What's that? No one ever claimed you were a good radio host. Yeah, well, yeah sure. I appreciate the, <laughs> the affirmation there. But that that's what I we're, – we're figuring this out together. The issue is the Commanders have – they play Cleveland. I think both of these are home games. They play Cleveland, who – they're two-point favorites, but I don't know. I wouldn't pick the Browns. It means more to the Commanders. I, 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 I wouldn't, but – I guess Washington's not a great team either, so they're liable to lose to just about anybody. And then they host the Cowboys, which the Cowboys wouldn't be playing for anything, unfortunately, as I just now have figured out. Mm, so That hurts. Yeah, it really does. Now, that's like a rivalry game, so maybe I, I can't imagine Green Bay going into Chicago, having everything clinched up, and at least not trying their darndest to win. I mean, that, that scenario's happened a bunch because Green Bay's been really good over the past two decades, and the Bears have mostly just been an embarrassment to the entire city and, and the Midwest region, if we're being honest. But, okay, uh, there's Green Bay's playoff scenarios for everybody that wanted their AM radio show to start off with Green Bay Packers playoff scenarios. You, there we go. You do it better than any other radio host in the city when it comes I'm to in. the Packers. Well, the good news is, with Roush being out, we'll move on to our next topic, which for the next hour 45, we're going to do conservative talk radio. I mm. think I'm going to have to go back home and go to bed. Scoots, what do you think about all the money we're sending to Ukraine? Are we sending a lot of money to Ukraine? Your hard tax dollars at work. I mean, I'm, I'm not completely for it, just because I think it could stay home and we could use it better but also i don't want russia to just roll right over them so part of me is okay with it yeah i you you took the bait and ran with it i love it i love it we're 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 not really gonna do conservative thank god thank god i don't i don't think i could do it i i can i can talk about a lot of things i just i don't know that i have that in me i think you could do it you just showcased that you could do it actually that was good (laughs) That was was good analysis there. So text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's a huge, huge UK weekend, a big blue weekend, if you will. Both at noon, unfortunately. That's not really spaced out too well. But you get the Cats versus the Cards in the least anticipated bluegrass basketball rivalry. And that's factually true. Nobody could name a year where there's less anticipation and excitement, you name it, it doesn't exist for this rivalry game. And then you get the Music City Bowl, which I've weirdly gotten more excited about the game as time has progressed and the game has drawn nearer. However, I feel a little worse about Kentucky's chances, Scoots. I don't know really particularly why. We'll figure that out on the air. Uh, But I just, probably because... UK is missing its best two offensive players, I think is ultimately what it will come down to. And then and Iowa's defense is the real deal, as we've mentioned several times throughout this week and ever since the bowl game was announced. But it's a, it'd be a tough matchup even if UK's offense, which was incredibly underwhelming this year, even if they were at full strength, it'd be tough to score against this team. You take out Chris Rodriguez, you take out Will Levis, and I'm not, while I am very excited just to watch UK play football for one last time, I'm not overly optimistic about UK coming away with the hardware after the game. Oh, no, Scoots. Can't hear you, buddy. 
one of the issues with this is you just don't know if it's a scooch thing or if it's if, if it's me scooch you there we've lost scoots everybody so i will continue the radio topic scoots i can even hear the background you're on you're still unmuted Well, hopefully Scoots will get whatever's going on figured out on the other end over there. And potentially it's an issue on my end. But less optimistic as the game has drawn closer between UK and Iowa. However, still excited for it. Nine months, UK could go without, uh, UK could go, UK will go without playing football. Long time. So one final go at it. Look forward to seeing that. Uh, We'll throw to a quick break right now. Hey, no, you got me. You got me. You got me. We're good. What, what, was, what was going on there? And Mike, you know how it is. It goes in and out. It hasn't done that in probably, I don't know, two weeks, though. So, yeah, but we're good now. I would have probably muted your end while you were working through all that. You didn't, you didn't like the drum? Couldn't hear anything. Well, no, I mean, like when I was beating on it. Okay, I got what you're saying. I got what you're saying. I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Anyways, what I was going to say. Definitely not our finest few minutes of radio. What I was going to say is. That's okay. What I was going to say is, does it really matter? Like, because I've always been in the mindset that bowl games really don't matter. So does it matter all that much if Kentucky wins or loses this game tomorrow? If UK loses, no. But if they win, yes. (laughs) No, I mean, it's. Different strokes for different folks, I suppose. If that's the way you look at bowl games, I mean, at the end of the day, factually, does it really change anything big within the program? If you win a big one, it can give you a little bit of more momentum, but the other team that's playing in the big one probably had a good season, so they're they're going to be all right as well. And then, you know, winning the pinstripe bowl, does that really carry a ton of juice heading into the season or losing the pinstripe bowl? Does it really matter? So at the end of the day, factually, Scooch probably doesn't really matter. But when you're playing a game, you don't, I mean, you're playing to win. The The hope is to win. The satisfaction is in winning, not in losing. So in that instance, yes, it matters, or at least it matters to, to me personally. If sure. UK is playing in a contest, I don't care what sport it is, I, they, I would like them to win. Also, one other thing I wanted to ask you this morning, what percentage of Kentucky fans, in your opinion, are upset that basketball and football are kicking off and tipping off at the same time? I would think it would have to be 100%. No, no, it's not 100%. I've, I've talked to three or four people this week and mentioned that, and they've all been like, who cares? Like, because every, I feel like every Kentucky fan is either completely given up on football or completely given up on basketball at this point. I just, I don't know that there's too many fans like you or Roush that are just still excited about both. And that could be way off base, but that, in my experience, that's what I've, that's what I've dealt with. Yeah, but even if you weren't excited about both anymore, or you were fatigued with one or fatigued with the other, wouldn't you still just, you're, most basic preference be that they're not stacked up against one another. Oh, absolutely. Even if you were just like, I can't even watch the basketball team anymore. Just in case like it was six o'clock and you were kind of bored and you could flip over to the game. Wouldn't you rather have that option than both of them going up together? Oh, I get it. There's some people that are just going to say, I don't care. But I think if everybody had their choice, they wouldn't be up against one another. 
And I do, I do think that if they were different times, the excitement level for both could still be there. But yeah, with them going up against each other, I mean, it's almost like you got to pick one or the other. And unless you got a sweet two TV setup, which everyone should, but not everyone does. But yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. I I just I've talked to too many fans that aren't excited about one or the other. Well, I understand I, it is it is the least anticipated UK U of L basketball game. Uh, both are having disappointing seasons. Obviously, Louisville on a much larger scale. Uh, where Kentucky could still do something, theoretically, if they figure this out, which I know people are less optimistic about. Uh, UofL, they're, they're toast. It's a, a matter of do they get to five wins, and that doesn't look overly optimistic. But I, I it's still UK UofL. I think that's what I default back to. There's just so much history in this game. There's generally so much excitement and passion in this game. This will be a weird one. Uh, and I don't blame really either fan base that isn't as excited about it, but especially the Louisville fans. Uh, I mean, what fun would it be to anticipate losing? What do we think UK is going to be? The spread's going to come out today. It'll probably be UK 24, 23. Yeah, I was going to go 22 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. I would, I would feel confident. So what fun is that? And like, Hey, we get to go see that now upsets happen. We we know this, but this one would seem really, really unlikely. It's, but I guess you never know. It's not like Kentucky's playing its best basketball either, Scoots. Well, and that's the thing. It's one of those one of those games for Kentucky where really nothing good can come out of it. Only only bad things can happen. You know, if you win by 22, 25 points, well, that's to be expected. If you win by 40, maybe, maybe that's a good scenario that comes out of the game. And Cats look really good like we haven't seen all season. But for the majority of the of the opinions going into the game, I mean, it's only bad things that can happen, right? And here's the yeah. Well, no, I, I disagree. I do think that's an option, but I, I don't. You you could have a an absolute from tip off to finish, just a clinical beatdown, just the way basketball is supposed to look. And UK shakes off whatever stupid rust has been on them this season. They look like they have fun for the first time this year. Uh, people are hitting shots. They have the home crowd have their back, and there's finally a good moment for this UK basketball season as they hang 110 points on U of L. That is okay. You just destroyed my argument. Put up 110. That's a good thing to come from the game. No, and it doesn't have to necessarily be 110. <laughs> but like, if they if if everything clicks and people that have been slumping a little bit lately start to play better, and it's just a beatdown from start to finish, that could that could be a good thing. That could be a catalyst for this basketball team. It could it could kick them in the right direction. They just desperately need to have a good game. They they didn't even really get it against Florida A&M, and they're even against some of their garbage opponents. They've kind of gone through the motions or looked somewhat robotic. And then certainly against big-time opponents, they haven't. This isn't a good team that they're going to play tomorrow, and you're, whether it's a 20-point win or a 40-point win, it's not going to do anything for you on the resume. It's actually probably going to hurt all your computer numbers once you get this opponent into the system. Uh, that's how all this stuff works. It takes in, you know, all that, all that, all those numbers that run in. Once UK plays U of L, they're probably going to drop in whatever rank, you know, net rankings, Ken Palm, stuff like that. So that's just the reality of it. It's not going to help you on Selection Sunday. It's not going to pop up. It's not going to. That's not a surprise to anybody. But it can be a game that the team comes together a little bit. 
Roush and I said yesterday, we're not so sure how much this group seems to even like each other. Maybe they'll like each other once they're beating down their biggest rival and to the home crowd's delight. That's a good option. I think another option is UK kind of goes through the motions. It's, you know, 10-point game at halftime, and then UK wins by 20, 22, right around where the spread's at. We don't really – it's the same sort of mumbo-jumbo we've seen from UK most of this season. They have a couple nice flashes where you're like, hey, that looked like a pretty solid basketball team there. But they're few and far between. But Louisville's just so bad that it doesn't really matter. And UK just cruises to a comfortable but somewhat ugly win. In that scenario, Scoots, I think you're right. That doesn't really do much for anybody. And then, of course, there's the disaster scenarios, which are an upset loss, which I don't anticipate, or a close game where UK wins by four, but you leave being like, oh, no, this is really bad. Like, that's a really bad U L team, and UK was somewhat fortunate to win the game. You're right. So as we laid all these out, Scoots, it does seem like there's probably more you gain nothing out of this. But there is that little little sliver of hope that if UK just puts it all together, you could look back at the UofL game and say, hey, that's maybe where the season kind of turned around a little bit. There is that possibility. Is anybody really anticipating it? Probably not. But it does exist. Man, our text line will be an absolute mess if it's a four-point win against Louisville. Oh, yeah. On Monday, oh, yeah. the text line will be out of control. By the way, Ken Palm has his updated numbers. He expects Louisville to hit five wins right on the dot. Eastern Michigan, nine, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I'm not. Ken Palm knows. I don't, I, I don't he knows. put a ton of stock in the Ken Palm stuff. He like knows. That. You show me the five wins for you. You show me the three more wins for you, <laughs> They'll get lucky. They'll win. They'll beat Boston College, maybe Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech. I mean, there there are some really I, bad teams in the ACC. But this isn't baseball where you just could put out like a pitcher that has a good night, but on a terrible team, and hey, you win one nothing. Like they still are going to have to go forty minutes against another team that most likely will have more talent and probably better coach than they are. Can upsets happen in basketball? Yes, they do happen all the time. But three of them? That seems like a lot. I, I hope you're right. Trust me, I, I do. I hope you're. I hope they only get to three, so that way I win the bet right now. It's wild Eastern Michigan has basically gone like 13 weeks without playing a basketball game. Right, it has been forever. Ever since the uh, Christmas party was their I last know. game. Wild. Indiana's and, in the same boat. They had a 13-day layoff. Man, that sucks. I hate that stuff. Same. But they play tonight. Eastern Michigan does South against South Carolina. Oof. That's one that they, South Carolina is not very good at all. But neither is Eastern Michigan. No, South Carolina is winning that one. They are, but it, 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 if Eastern Michigan actually had a little bit of a pulse, it could be, it could be different. But uh, you'll you'll still win the bet, buddy. Here's to hoping. I, I'm nervous. Take, you're gonna take Roush and I out to a nice fancy dinner. That's the least I could do, right? Oh, wait, no, I'm already giving you 20 of my dollars for that stupid triple-double bet, so I'm taking Roush out. What, do you think you're only going to spend $20 on me? <laughs> I mean, I'll get, you half, it off. I'll get half your dinner. We can, ta- we can take it off my tab. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fine. All right, we're going to hit our first break. We're going to probably just be going back and forth between football, basketball. That just seems fair with uh, such a, a big sports weekend. 
Cats take on Iowa in the Music City Bowl. Roush should hopefully be hopping on with us a little bit later, but I wouldn't blame the guy if he ends up just sleeping in. And then we will uh, continue to talk cats and cards in just a weird year for, for that basketball game. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Nick Roush is not here, but Justin Galen is. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. And I know what the format of the front page looks at because some of those MTV people I clicked on their profile. But you can't see anything because you, then you have to put in credit cards and money and stuff like that. So that's the extent I know. Um, I, I think you would be a complete doofus to pay for that sort of stuff in this day and age. But yeah, like, own, it's, I guess. it's free online. <laughs> yeah, just go to Twitter. <laughs> that's the line of the show that's amazing (laughs) look at that scoots from yesterday's show uh wednesday show yeah whatever (laughs) still we we waited eight months for Calipari audio to get cut up, and look at you making new rejoins, good rejoins. That was funny. I made job, buddy. I made four of them yesterday, and I've got another at least three today. So I've been I've been a busy little bee lately. I love it. That's great. Uh, uh, our listeners will absolutely <laughs> love it. Good stuff, buddy. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Already told you about the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Get your text in. We'll read them on air, and we'll do our best to try to wrap it up and and start fresh on Monday because I can only imagine what the text line is going to look on Monday's show. But keep them coming in, and remember to stop in at Thornton's. Be a Refresh and Rewards member. It'll save you time. It'll save you money and it'll show you gas prices closest to you. We love Thornton's, and you do as well. Scooch, what do you have planned for New Year's Eve, buddy? Uh, Same thing I got planned every year for the last, oh, maybe six, seven years. I've I've been a recluse on New Year's Eve. I don't. I haven't even stayed up to watch the ball drop. Maybe, maybe two out of the last five years I've watched the ball drop. I sit on the couch. I'll play video games. I'll watch sports it i'll do anything to not think about a new year pretty much oh but you, you don't want to think about see, it. you don't want to think that was kind of took a kind of took a sad dark turn there at the end <laughs> see you brought up a thing yesterday that it, it just reminded me of the good old days because you said you like to get together with friends and play games all night and and drink throw some back i haven't done that in years and and when i think about my past new years like when i was a little younger, that was fun. Like we would have poker nights on New Year's. We would just play poker until it was time for midnight, and then we'd all stop, watch the ball drop, then continue playing poker. Like so, those those are days that I miss that I need to get back to, and that that's part of my New Year's resolution for this upcoming year as well. Is I want to spend more time with my family and friends and get back to doing fun things like that. Would the poker? crew do a little new year smooch at, at midnight uh no sir the, we we didn't have any women players well oh, we might we okay. might have had a couple women players a few years actually there there are a couple of my buddies friends who are their wives are pretty solid at poker 
friends can kiss on the lips at New Year's. Mm, I might kiss one on the cheek, but no, no lip action. Like if you had won just a ginormous hand and then it turned midnight, you wouldn't have just wanted to be like, I could kiss you, buddy. <laughs> no, like, no, never, never that? crossed my mind. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. What you, uh, what no, you I, and your friends do is, is between you all. <laughs> I'm always with my significant other. Oh, okay. The last sick, several years, sick wife, brag. fiance, girlfriend. Sick brag. Um, yeah, no no big deal. But no, if, you know, I, I, I can't, you, you never really know, I guess. You gotta, gotta have to be in the situation. Maybe I should hit up my sugar mama from the text line. Hey, as I said yesterday, we almost had the bachelor party this week. <laughs> we almost had a bachelor party this weekend. So it would have been just a bunch of fellows around. Scoot, I could have I figured it out. I could have <laughs> let you know if uh, you just have a nice bro kiss at midnight. Uh, anyways, we are doing, yeah, we're probably, I think we're doing a dinner, probably play some games, that sort of deal. After I already got done in the first segment saying that, like, it is just kind of a, a you could kick bad habits. You don't have to wait to New Year's to do it. And then most people usually flame out by the end of January or February for the, for the most part. Uh, I do think it's kind of sad the people that don't stay up till midnight. Like I, some people may have to work the next day. I understand there are certain other scenarios. People have kids, but like it's one one. If there's one night of the year to stay up at midnight, that's the one. And people just they just elect to to hit the hay early. I, I don't each their own. If I understand it, if something like happened at midnight of the new year. Like if something, I, I, I don't know, it just, it's like a, another like a lunar eclipse. Yeah. It's like, a, it's just another day. You know, the calendar's just turning. Like that's all that's happening. It's, it's really nothing crazy. Now, if I was yeah. in Times Square, I wouldn't be saying that I'd be partying down, waiting for that ball to drop. I couldn't think of a worse place to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> I mean, maybe like the front lines in the, in Ukraine, that, w- that wouldn't be as good either. <laughs> Speaking of which, what do you think about China and Russia kind of upping up, upping their their military alliance? Together? Here, here we go. I don't know anything about that. <sighs> Just trying to get you into the <laughs> political talk. But that's pretty scary if that's if that's true. Isn't that's the two biggest countries, right? Well, it's more Russia that's currently saying it, uh, which of course they would. They're 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 pretty much fried um they're like going back to ussr weaponry because they're just running out of weapons uh their economy's always been mostly fraudulent and the sanctions hurt them at least they did at the get-go russia's rebounded a little bit but uh, china's i think just trying to tell russia some of the stuff they want to hear and they've made i think some contributions to russia if china were to go all in then yes that would be incredibly concerning but it would be a that would be a big big time mistake why can't we why can't we all just get along i agree maybe in 2023 maybe we all just chill out no kidding i mean there we we all have one life on this beautiful earth and we want to spend it fighting and killing each other what are we doing it is wrong it's not right the third text line is usually right except when they're mean to one of us in which case they're very very wrong uh we're gonna head on over there 502-414-1450 at this point and Scoots, if you want to read some of them, you know, you can keep along, keep up and, and read out loud if you'd like, buddy. At this point, we just have players that are mentally weak. I believe Reeves and Frederick are good shooters, but aren't dogs whatsoever. Don't have the mental toughness to be good. I mean, so far, it'd be hard to really argue that. 
is it is it a mental thing or is it a confidence thing? Which you could argue that a confidence thing is a mental thing. But I, I just, think most people would probably say a mental thing and a confidence thing go hand in hand together. That's true. Yeah, I just I to me when I watch them, they don't have any confidence. I mean, Reeves, he'll fire it up and he will not stop shooting, which I absolutely love. But there are a lot of times where he passes up shots too that I'm like, what are you doing? Shoot that ball. Yeah, he's got to shoot it if he's open. And even I know he's slumping. I know it hasn't been pretty. But if he's if he's got a little bit of space, it, it the offense needs it. So he's got to do it. And hopefully it'll start going in more consistently. I just want an update on C.J. Frederick. Maybe we'll get that today. I don't know if Cal's talking or not uh, or an assistant's talking or somebody. But I wouldn't mind getting an update on where things stand with C.J. Uh, a finger injury could be could be very significant. I don't know if there's been an update, though. If there has, let me know on the Thornton's text line. A texter says they ran a 1-3-1 zone, and Cal was so beyond clueless. Once again, less talent, and we get absolutely waxed. Exposed with X's and O's, dude's a complete and total bum as an in-game coach, and I truthfully hope he leaves soon, and the fan base runs him out. Oh, Plumley, bro, really upset. The I really don't think UK's offense at any point was – checkmated against Missouri UK's offense always had options they always had open shots well I say always I shouldn't say every single possession they, they would go on a stretch of maybe two or three ugly possessions or a stupid inbounds pass to Oscar but they just gotta they gotta execute they have to find a way to be able to just finish plays Lance Ware makes a great play and then throws the ball off the backboard as hard as he possibly could instead of just laying it in like a normal person like, I, I don't know, I, I, while that ultimately does fall back on Calipari, because just have players that can execute. It's Kentucky basketball. You need to have those guys. I don't specifically fall into the out-coached category. Missouri's coach had a great game plan, and it is embarrassing that UK can't run with Missouri freaking basketball. But that falls more on the assemblement or the assembly of talent versus, I think, in-game adjustments. I'll say it when Cal gets ex-coached or out-coached in an X and O format. I don't think Missouri was in quote-unquote out-coaching besides why are UK's players at the level they're at with the confidence that they're at. That's where it falls back on coaching to me. But each game's a different example. And we I felt like we were pretty tough on Cal for the Missouri game because he, he deserves blame for it. I thought the scouting report wasn't great. That falls back on coaching. You know Missouri is going to have any of their players shoot. But, yeah, my, my bigger issues were the scouting report on defense. You know Missouri is going to try to go over top of the defense and get run out layups. Why did that happen so frequently? That, fall back, that falls back on coaching. Certainly Cal, not blameless for the Missouri game. He, he deserves a great deal of blame. I just don't think the 1-3-1 narrative is accurate at all, at all. Well, and I don't think the narrative is accurate, and this isn't just with Cal. This is any coach across the country. I freaking hate when people blame the coach for the team not making shots. That's not the coach's fault. You think they're not practicing shots in practice? You think they're not taking shots in practice? You think Cal didn't and all these coaches didn't spend hours and hours and hours watching these kids in high school and seeing that they can shoot the basketball? That's not a coach issue when the team can't make shots. The, the coach knows that these guys can make shots. They're just not making them. Yeah, and again, like at the end of the day, it's Calipari's job. He gets paid $9 million a year to bring in people that can make those shots, Scoots. But you are right, like C.J. Frederick being a 
45, 46% three-point shooter at Iowa. We know that he can hit shots. He's getting open shots at UK, and I know there would be some Cal haters that'd be like, because Cal has ruined him. Well, if you're ruined by, if you're so quote unquote ruined that you're missing wide open shots, that's not on coaching. Like you're, that's stuff that you were probably doing when you were seven years old. So what it's between the ears and maybe it's the coaching that has caused you your, your mental demons, if you will. Yeah, maybe. But you got to figure that stuff out. Like, you know, the, what do you want the coach to go out there and you can suck on his thumb and rub his fingernails and you all, he'll play nice with you. Yeah, they're open shots. You got to make them. I don't care if you have the worst relationship in the world with your coach or not. And that's not to say that this is the scenario going on with UK. We do know that UK has several players that are slumping that have seemed to have some confidence issues. Yes, a natural blaming person could be the coach, but of course we don't know any of that. We're talking out our butts on it, but that's nothing new with this radio show. Yeah, Here's who wins more? Ga- that's Go good. On, good question. I was going to say, uh, who wins more games, UK or U of L plus EMU? Yeah, that texture. It'll be UK for sure. Yeah, for They're all they have to do is get to fourteen. They're almost there. A texture says, "Also, we hear Cal can't coach. He just rolls the ball out, and he's a great recruiter. Is he still the guy? Do we keep him around because he brings in the best high school players and puts them together in big time rosters? I'm to the point that I don't care what these players are ranked nationally if they can't play ball together. Who cares about the number one recruiting class every year when we can't win with it? Dude's washed. Maybe washed. The idea that he can't win with top recruiting classes is just obviously factually not true." You can make a case that it's trending in the wrong direction, which is obviously true. So this year's class is really good, though. It's really, 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 really good. Justin Edwards is a freak. I mean, he's just a freak, freakishly good basketball player. Dillingham and Wagner are the guards that Cal has won the most with, just in terms of being able to be fast, strong, finishing at the rim getting in the paint, breaking down a defense, all the things you look for from guards. And then I, I, I am just as nervous as anybody else and how it all plans out with Aaron Bradshaw, but he is a legitimate stretch four or stretch five. Who knows how Cal is going to play him, but he's somebody that can shoot threes. He can shoot 18-footers. You want him shooting outside shots. He is more of your quote-unquote modern big. These are good players. I want them at Kentucky. Now, if it ends up not working out or Cal decides he doesn't want to be here anymore and you have some recruits drop, then it's UK basketball. You never should be down for long. If at all, it'll be all right. But I really want this recruiting class, Scoots. Have I made that clear? You have. So, But this texter wants, sounds like he wants Cal gone, and then then what happens? Then that recruiting class potentially falls apart. Then, then what are you doing? Who are you bringing in as coach? Who are you bringing in to play on the team next year? So that just puts you in a really awkward spot. Well, that's a lot of fans are okay with that. And I should a lot of fans, I don't know if I should say that is, let's see, I don't know. Let me guess. I would guess there's probably 25 per, no, it's probably more than that. I'd probably guess maybe about 40% would say, I don't care. That recruiting class can kick rocks for all I care. Please change something. If that means we have a bad year next year, so be it. Now, the truth is, UK would have potentially $9 million to offer to a coach, so you theoretically should be able to go get one of the best coaches out there who should be a great recruiter. 
and and I hope Mitch Barnhart keeps that in mind whenever that day comes that he does have to hire a new coach. And I hope Calipari figures all this out and it's it, we you know we don't have to worry about it in the immediate future. But when he does, he really will need this is kind of like a no doy comment anyways. You would want this at UNC, you'd want it at Duke, you'd want it at Kansas, you'd want it at IU. You're going to have to get a great recruiter. Like you're just going to have cuz the Cal has in a lot of ways, he's kind of wrecked our brains for basketball expectations and standards based on the earlier years of his tenure versus where we are now. He he kind of created his own Frankenstein monster, and now he's lost control over it. And while he would rather have it no other way, we'd ra- rather have it no other way, we are spoiled in some areas, especially in recruiting. So not that you have to go get somebody that can recruit as well as Cal did, where it's just like every single year you're number one and the off year you're number two. It doesn't have to be that good, but it's going to have to be really good. Like you're going to have to be getting top talent pretty much every year. Uh, Maybe you can miss a year, but pretty much every year. That being said, the 40% scoots that I'm telling you about that just say, I don't care about this recruiting class, what they would tell you, and there's truth to it, is whatever great coach they're going to get is going to be a good recruiter. He may have some of his recruits himself. He'll be able to sell UK's nil pitch to the current committed UK players and maybe keep them around. And then also with the transfer portal nowadays, places like UK, UNC, Duke, they should never really be bad because you can go plug and fix any position of need because because a player is going to want to go make more money at a UK or a Duke or UNC or Kansas than they will at a Northwestern. So they would tell you, yeah, you may jeopardize that recruiting class, but you could get in a good enough team to be competitive in year one. And they would also tell you if we had one more bad year and a mint cow was gone and there was a change of, of scenery around UK basketball, they would live with that as well. That's what they would tell you. That's that's where I agree with the texter is just get basketball players that can play together. That's it. And and if they can't play together, figure out how to make them play together. That was what Cal was so good at, just being able to take pieces that you'd have all the national losers be like, can't win with freshmen. They'll choke when it matters most. You got to have the experience, guys. And Cal would do such a good job of getting all these egos and being able to make it work and look like just looking like such a good product. And usually you wouldn't even have to wait that long to get there. Some years it would take till March, but some years it'd almost be November. It would be November. And you'd be like, this is, this is a special group. This is something fun to watch. And it, it, I don't know if there's ever been a worse miss than this year, because I think in that 2021, 2020, 2021 COVID year, so much of that just came back to one, it was a different player injured pretty much every week. People forget that. And secondly, you're, you had one point guard, and it was Devin Askew. You were doomed from the start. This year's team, I legitimately, and I could end up, I, I think I've been, it's not looking good for this take, but I still believe it as of now. That this team has talent. I think that there is a talented basketball team, and I think it's got good pieces. It just hasn't meshed well together at all. It used to be something Cal was so good at, and yikes, not so much anymore. Speaking of getting a new coach, Texter says Mitch needs to make two phone calls, one to Donovan and then one to Musselman. I don't think, I don't, I I wouldn't want Billy Donovan. Wouldn't be my first choice. If it ended up being Billy Donovan, that'd be all right, but I I don't, Texter could be joking too. Um, 
I just don't think I, I think the the old school college basketball coaches are just this is too much. And it's partially because they're older and they probably just don't have that same fire they did when they were younger. But between nil and the transfer portal, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're seeing kind of this crop of older coaches go pretty quick. And I'd be shocked in three years if you still had Izzo, Bayheim, probably not Cal, maybe, maybe potentially, but probably not Cal. It's It seems like Bill Self's kind of a tweener in the sense of he's – been around a long time, but he seems like he's adapted pretty well to this new era. Not to say that Cal hasn't, but he's also just not winning as much anymore. It seems like he does the right things, but being able to put it together on the court hasn't hasn't worked out as well as we've all wanted. Is, so, is there a coach in history, and maybe it's because he's sidelined, but is there a coach in history that's mentioned more for jobs than Billy Donovan? Every job that opens, Billy Donovan. we got to get Billy Donovan. Uh, Urban Meyer. That's a good one, uh, too. Yeah. Gruden back in the day. Gruden's also a good one, yeah. The, the, that would probably be, we need maybe one more for the Mount Rushmore. It's just weird how the same names circulate every time. Urban Meyer, yeah. Spurrier back in the day, too, would always get thrown around. Not necessarily in UK circles. We're talking, we're kind of taking it. Billy Donovan's more UK circle, but not specifically UK. You're right. Jay Wright gets thrown around a lot, too. I mean, I remember when Indiana had a vacancy. Maybe it was before Tom Crean got, or no, it was before Archie got hired. Someone photoshopped a vid, a picture of Billy Donovan in, our, in like the hallway between our practice facility and Assembly Hall. It's like, well, come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, next text says, outcoached by another up-and-coming coach. Yeah, and if I was Cal, that would really, like, Again, you know, the out-coaching aspect of it, Missouri was much more ready to play, so at the end of the day, you have to default to Missouri's coach had a much better game plan than Cal did. That'd really eat at me if I were Cal. Uh, You're like the Hall of Famer, and you've got Mick Cronin laughing at you. Tom Izzo kind of, you know, he had that smug smile. Oh, Kentucky's going to be fine. They're they're a real nice young team. We just, we, we got the better of them today. If I was Cal, all that stuff would just kill me, and uh, I bet it does for him. He's a pretty competitive dude, if but I, what can you do? If Go I'm, win. If I'm Cal, I'm letting Orlando coach the team. That way I don't get any more heat. If it's a bad game yeah, plan, it was Orlando's. <laughs> that, that will go well for the, for, Mr., for the $9 million man. Late to the show, but where's Collins? Yeah, we don't really know. Cal said after the game something like, I got to find a way to get him in, which was kind of a nonsense quote. It, there's got to be something more. He was playing, he was trying all these different things, and you wouldn't try your near seven foot freak with the longest wingspan. You, you wouldn't give, he wouldn't get any run at all. So I'm totally speculating and have no inside information. But my guess is something's up where either he's in the doghouse or there's a lingering injury or he did something off the court. I, you know, I've got no idea. Could it could it be a mental thing? Obviously, he's had a, a rough twenty twenty two. Could be. I have no idea. But there's there's something where Cal they're they are choosing not to put him on the floor, and it's not due to his abilities. By the way, when I was doing uh, rejoins yesterday, I was listening to a show from middle of August. So before football even started, before basketball even started, and my gosh, DJ, we had so many bad takes exposed. Like for example. Roush said the football team could average 40 points a game. 
Didn't even come close. I said I wanted my starting lineup for basketball to be Wheeler, Reeves, um, who did I I said Collins, Livingston, and Oscar. Woof. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't That's yeah. horrible. I remember we I and I was I was beating the drum, leading the charge on this one. I, I gosh, I just thought Collins had so much freaking potential. I was so excited to see him, and he it, it's not it's almost like he just hasn't even played this year. Toppin, I was how could you not be high on him after the Bahamas? That's been I was totally wrong about the steps forward he would make. So yeah, I don't doubt that we had some bad takes back in August. Also, it was the episode it was actually intern Jacobs last episode, the one I was listening to. But Roush, it was the picture it was when Chris Rodriguez posted the picture of him playing against Florida and you all were speculating wildly, Oh, this means he's gonna be back for Florida. Get ready. <laughs> Then he did play really against Florida. The UK's offense could average 40 a game. He did, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they scored over 30 a game. <laughs> That's bad. That may be like Terry Wilson, best QB in the SEC, bad. Maybe so, yeah. We love, we love Roush. A texter says, everybody wins when Scooch loses money. Wow, suck it. Yeah, suck it. Uh, texter says, Cal outcoached by another young and up-and-coming coach. <laughs> Who are these people that keep texting about young and up-and-coming coach? Is it the same person? Is it different people all just using the same wording? I don't know what happened to Kentucky and KC versus Auburn and that Elite Eight, but especially Cal and Kentucky B-ball hasn't been the same. Uh, some, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, the following year they were pretty good, though. That team was it seemed to have the pieces to make the run. Gosh, the people that argue about whether or not the pandemic canceled tournament UK team would have made a run or not are a little dorky. And I've, I think I've been a part of that debate. So I'm a little dorky included, but the, you'll have like, you want people to be like that, that team. They had just lost to Tennessee and Ashton Hagens was a problem. No way they were going to make a run. And then you all have other people be like, they were definitive national champions. And it's like you all, what do you, it's the NCAA tournament. How have we not figured out that who knows what would have happened, but they at least did have the pieces to make a deep, deep run. I mean, I could say the same thing about Indiana. Like we were going to get in the tournament that year. We could have made a run or we could have lost in the first round. You never know. Team probably would have been what, like a two, three seed somewhere in that ballpark. And they had great guard play. Uh, Manual quickly. I trust, I would have trusted that dude in March. Man, he's going um, off in the NBA. Well. He's fun. He's a really fun player. Which I really wish we would have been able to see a tournament run from that guy, uh, but not not to be. But that year after that was solid. And then, of course, the pandemic year was terrible. But we got to remember there was a really, really fun stretch where we all thought it was back to gravy time, baby, last year. And then Grady, along with everybody else, got hurt, and it all came crashing down. So. On the one hand, it's the numbers don't lie. It's been bad. On the other hand, it just doesn't seem like it's too terribly far off. But that doesn't do anything for anybody. Hour one done. We will talk more football in hour two, but we're kind of just following where the text line is taking us. 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, maybe joining us this hour. Stay tuned to find out.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on the Radio, 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. We may see Roush at some point this hour as it now crosses over past 7 AM in Nashville. He got a little rowdy last night. Ooh, forgot they're an hour behind. That's rough. Yeah, it's time zones. Rough. And the boss man's going to be in Nashville tonight. So maybe him and Roush will, will hang out. What's he going for? I was like, are you going to the bowl game? Because he just seems to go to a college football game pretty much every weekend. He was like, no, no, there's a band we like down there. So he's going, I guess, to a concert or something. Hmm. They didn't say which band? He may have. It wasn't anything that registered with me. Oh, by the way, I have an envelope for you from Boss Man. He asked me if I'd received an envelope from you. Mm -hmm. I I said I had not been in the studio. Well, I got it for you. Don't let me forget. Okie dokie. You want to know what's in it? I'll ruin it for you. No. Okay. No. Unless it's Salsaritas, which I do love me some Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, and you have just two more days that if you spend over $25, take the whole family to Salsaritas. They're going to take $5 off your total bill. Who doesn't love saving money? Who doesn't love the fresh Mexican grill? It's Salsaritas. Deliciously different. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. And St. Matthew's, perfect for your holiday, New Year's party. Or for all the, the football and sports tomorrow. Whether it's the Music City Bowl, UK L watch party. And then we get the college football semifinals tomorrow, Scoots. Hey, I forgot about that. That's See, I don't really care about bowl season as a whole. I don't watch a whole lot of college football this time of the year. It's, it's more like NFL time and college football time. But I do get extremely hyped for the playoffs. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, the meaningful bowl games are, are, are fun, but there's been a good stretch of, of bowl games even yesterday. We you know we normally will talk bowl games, but we don't have enough time today because we got to talk about the Caps big bowl game. But uh, they've had a good – bowl games have had a good couple days, Scoots. The, uh, the Florida State game last night, I can't even remember who they were playing at this point, but that was a really Oklahoma. fun – Yeah, Oklahoma. That was a really fun game. I did watch a lot yeah, of that Yeah, that was one. a pretty big – some sexy name power in that one, Oklahoma and Florida State, yep. uh, even if it was kind of a crappier bowl game. But, hey, good good times for all involved. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little UK-Iowa for tomorrow's Music City Bowl. Scoots has already said he doesn't care about the game, doesn't really have any no. expectations. Nope. No, I, the only expectation I have is for the under to hit rather comfortably. Which I know you don't like. Yeah, I, well, it's not that I don't like it. I think common sense says to like it, but it's it's not a lot of points. We can both agree to that. When it's, I mean, it, it would take you know, it wouldn't take much to hit that over. When and that's what I think worries me about the under bet. Although I I totally get why the under makes sense. Both these offenses are on their third string quarterbacks, and they stink. Well, and, and both defenses are pretty lights out. And so when you see a number that low, and I think I said it earlier this week, Vegas literally can't go low enough. So bet the under. Yeah. That's what I'll be doing. 
We'll see. I, it, it's tough to just imagine you. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I, I'm just real talk with TJ Walker. <laughs> I can't imagine a scenario like UK not isn't going to be able to establish the run game. We're not exactly even sure what the run game is going to look like without Chris Rodriguez. Passing, we like UK's playmakers. If you can get some one-on-one coverage, we'd be all right with throwing it up. But who knows if if Wade can do that? And they showed some practice clips of him throwing some deep balls, and that was all fun and to see. But we have no realistic expectation if he's going to be able to let it rip. So it's just tough imagining where UK is going to have some offensive success. Now, on the flip side, as Scoots mentioned, it's tough to figure out where Iowa is going to have some success. They, they're going to probably try to establish the run game, and I hope that Stoops is stacking the box and daring them to throw just like most likely Iowa is going to probably be doing to UK. I don't, I don't see how either team is going to really be able to move the ball, but I think some people just lean Iowa's defense better than UK's defense, or at least in their current states, so that's why you have Iowa as a slight favorite. Iowa has a better field goal kicking game as well, if you're into that sort of thing, but UK probably has more big playability on special teams, which it may come down to something like that. So it's a really, really hard game to predict because it's tough to figure out how either team's going to really be able to have much success in either either side of the ball. Yeah, no, that's true. It's going to be a big-time punting game. So is Goodfellow out for the year? He is, right? Because that could uh, be yes. huge. In, in, yeah. Kentucky needs a good punter for tomorrow. Well, that's a, kind of a sad outlook for, <laughs> for a bowl game. But it's, re- it's reality, though. But I think we hit the nail on the head earlier this week when Roush and I were saying that it's probably, you know, one team's going to make a silly mistake. Somebody's going to have a dumb turnover. So the ball, somebody's helmet's going to hit the ball and it's going to pop in the wrong direction. These things are, that's what's going to end up deciding the game. And let's cross our fingers and cross our toes or whatever superstitions you may have that it's Iowa that makes the bigger mistakes than Kentucky. Um, but you're right, field position could matter. It could be one of those games who flips the field and especially probably more beneficial for Iowa because they could feel more confident about banging in 50-yard field goals versus Kentucky, which I wouldn't really feel. The ball game was nice, but I wouldn't feel really all that confident with any field goal, let alone anything really past 40 yards. So that's why I'd lean to think Iowa probably is going to pull away with the win. But one, I'm not confident in that whatsoever. Two, I'm wrong all the time. Three, I hope that's the case. And I'm wrong again. But I think the spread's probably pretty spot on. Scoots, the over-under probably isn't too terribly far off either way. And uh, it's really anybody's game. It's it's really been that way in the Mark Stoops era with bowl games. I wonder what the biggest spread has been in a Mark Stoops era bowl game. It does seem like they've done a really nice job matching Kentucky up with even opponents in the Stoops era. Yeah, it seems like in a lot of games, Kentucky will get up. I think that Virginia Tech one was was different. Kentucky came back in that one. But Kentucky will get up. Everything looks kind of good. The other team will make a big run. And then Kentucky, at least lately, has had more, uh, has had dramatic finishes that have gone their way. And another thing, I don't, do you put any stock into this that Iowa may be more motivated because they lost to UK? In, in last year's bowl game, last season's bowl game? No, I mean, there's there's so many guys from that team that aren't on the team anymore. I'm actually, 
I'm on the opposite, thinking Kentucky's going to be more motivated because they've got a few players from Tennessee that are playing in their home state. I mean, you got Barry and Brown, you've got the the twins. I mean, it's so I think Kentucky's probably got the more motivation just with those guys playing at home. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting. That interesting could, take. I mean, yeah, that could like be stupid. Iowa but, lost like seventy percent of their team from last year. No, no, sure. absolutely not. Maybe, maybe twenty percent. I mean, there there might be a little motivation factor there, but at the end of the day, like, okay, that's just a dumb. I was gonna say how many players even care about these bowl games, but uh, I would venture to say 98 of them care. But I don't know. I don't know if they're remembering last year. I, I I just don't know how the mindset of a college football player works when it comes to that scenario. Well, it's a it's a good betting technique by Roush to try to figure out which team cares more about the bowl game, who's more motivated going into it. And in this one, it's probably pretty similar. Iowa and Kentucky both had slightly more disappointing seasons than they would have liked. I mean, you have two teams that were in you have two teams that were in the Citrus Bowl last year, mm-hmm. and now they're in the Music City Bowl. So naturally, that's a little bit of a drop off from the year prior. So it's tough kind of figuring out which team may be more motivated. So if you go down deep enough, is last year's bowl game the deciding factor and all that? It could be. I, I agree with you. It's probably, I mean, UK is going to, once the game starts, UK is going to want to go out there and win it. And shout out to Nick Roush, by the way, who correctly predicted the jerseys, although he did it kind of accidentally because he thought <laughs> that UK wore different jerseys last year. But uh, it will be matte blue on blue on blue, which I think is a great look. And uh, I'm guessing Iowa will wear their boring white on, what is it, white on yellow? It, it should be the same concept we use for the Louisville-Kentucky game. We always say Kentucky should be all blue, Louisville should be all red. It should be the same thing with bowl games. The co- The teams have to wear their vibrant colors, so Iowa should have to wear all yellow. Yeah, they don't really wear their all yellow all that often. Their they should. jerseys are black, black, and yellow. But they'll be wearing white, yellow. Boring. You're right. Boring. Should It is boring. But nobody really says anything differently when it comes to Iowa football. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line. A texter says, Wheeler cannot play 38 minutes, and we're bad because Cal thought CJ and Reeves would be knockdown shooters, but DeSale won by 30. So that there's that. That's good. I'm glad that DeSales won for you. Gosh, there was another Wheeler debate on social media yesterday. Our, our guy, Bobby Regan, not a big, severe Wheeler guy. It's it's one of those things with severe Wheeler, and you could say the exact same thing for Coach Calipari. There has just been so many people turn on them that there's no getting it back, you know? Like, I, I think, you know, it's he's – partially a scapegoat people have also made their minds up on him and they're not going to change it especially the more and more that uk loses but hoops inside on twitter at hoops inside on twitter said kentucky's played six games against top 100 opponents this year with severe wheeler in they're they're scoring 102 points per 100 possessions with wheeler out they're scoring 77 points per 100 percent per 100 possessions that's drastic and he goes on to say Wheeler is not the problem, which I totally agree with. Wheeler, while he is not probably what Calipari should look for in a point guard moving forward again, he is way at the bottom of the list of issues on this Kentucky team, and he's more of a help. He's more fixing these issues than he is contributing to the list. He's got limitations, obviously, but anybody that's watching 
and thinks that Wheeler's the issue for why things look the way that they are, they don't know basketball. Uh, respectfully, of course. I mean, they he, don't know basketball. He does make some bonehead mistakes from time to time, but yeah, overall, I'm, I'm I agree with you a thousand percent. Wheeler's not the issue. Wheeler has never been the issue. People just have this disdain for him for some reason, and and maybe intern Jacob started it all. Let's blame intern Jacob. Well, not that he like Wheeler can have bad games. He will have yeah, bad games. Sure. Has had bad games. Will have bad games. He can have bad games, but he is he helps more than he hurts. And then another thing that the Wheeler haters have a tough time with is, all right, so he's not in. Who is? Who who is now? Tell me the lineup without Wheeler, and I'll promise you, will not look as good as with Wheeler in because you're basically having to go drag bodies at this point. Well, and it's it's the same thing with Cal as it is with Wheeler. He has he has a bad game. He gets criticized to Bolivia. He has a good game. Nobody says anything. No, not one single texter on our text line brought up the fact that he knocked in two threes. Wheeler's not expected to hit threes for this team, but he knocked in two of them the other night, and nobody says a word about how he played the other night. And it's the same with Cal. He has a good game. Nobody's going to praise him. Oh, great X's and O's game. He actually outcoached somebody. We won't hear that. Yeah, uh, it's... Probably, probably true. And Wheeler has for the season hit threes when the team's needed it and when he's been open. Um, Texture says roster isn't good. The team has no toughness or togetherness. Coaches and putting them in a position to succeed. It's all bad. A Texture says it's good win in Nashville. We touched on that one yesterday. My worry is, and my worry, and truly the apathy comes from the fact that we know we'll have to make a coaching change in the next two to four years, and not a single one of us will have an ounce of faith that Mitch Barnhart will bring in someone up to standards. So not only does it suck. Now, I don't see it getting fun anytime soon. Lucy agrees. Lucy loved that take. <laughs> Our buddy John here. Oh. Good morning. Guys, I'm getting worried about the season. I mean, oh boy, if they're getting to John, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, I think we should still make the tournament, right? In my opinion, I believe so. I do think in a beatdown last lot night, we learned some stuff. One is there are players on the bench that deserve some time. The arrow and Ugana will be key to success. I really enjoy this team. We will get better. I'm trying to stay positive, but this is hard. Sorry for being all over the place, guys. I'm just confused. Well, BBN, always and forever. Got to go talk to you later. John, we're all confused. Nobody's happy. And uh, But you're a good fan, buddy. And hopefully, hopefully for all of our sakes, the Cats do turn this around. I do I agree with his uh, uh, Thierro take. Thierro played some really good minutes the other night. Yeah, and I think what you're going to see is Calipari default to playing lineups of people that are just going to undoubtedly play hard. And the truth is, Scoots, some of those lineups probably aren't going to look the prettiest in terms of offensive cohesiveness, but there's a pecking order to all this stuff with basketball. And your pyramid basement foundation has to be on togetherness and toughness like this texture says. I mean, at least one or the other, and usually they do go hand in hand to some degree. But if you don't have a team, if you have a team that's just going to get pushed around and the ball literally just taken away from them and other teams are going to be dunking on them and sticking their tongues out and doing all that stuff and they don't have any fight or heart, then offensive execution doesn't even matter at that point. It doesn't even matter. You don't even have to worry about it because you're still just going to get punked so badly that it it doesn't. So, like, you got to start there. I think that's what you're going to probably see. Calipari do is play players that are going to be tough. Well, and who's who are the top five players on this team that hustle, try hard, just play hard? 
like we mentioned. I mean, you got you got Fierro, you got Lance Ware, and you got Oscar. Those are the three for sure that I see. And then Wheeler and and, and Wheeler and Wallace will be the other guys. Okay, I'm good with that lineup. I mean, I'm not like it's 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 not a great lineup, but you're probably going to see it, and you're probably going to see it because Cal just wants people that aren't going to get pushed around. So it is what it is. You got to start there, and then maybe you can bring the other guys in. They'll see the effort. They'll realize it's contagious. They'll realize that they want to get minutes on the floor. That's what they're going to have to do. I hope so, but we'll 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 have to see. What do we got next on the text line, Scoots? Uh, let me see where we're at. Uh, it's oh man, I just sent a new one over. All right, it says, "How bad were those teams in the Bahamas?" Yeah, they had to be pretty terrible. Uh, exactly, holding on to next year's class is the top priority to me. And there's a chance that next year's class to this texture, maybe Cal messes up with them, or maybe he doesn't do a good job with them. And then, but then we'll know. At that point, it'll just be like no defending. It is what it is. It's got to be over at that if, point. If you so mess up next. next year's class, that would be colossal. Because I've seen video of all these guys. They posted a video of Dillingham earlier this week. My gosh, that kid is so good. He's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, he is. He is. And like, Again, I'm, that's where I'm at with this texture, and that's where I'm at with this thing. It's like this season has has just been a disaster to start, and that yeah. stinks, and I wish it wasn't the case. It can get better. Do we feel overly confident in that happening? A lot of things are going to have to change. Not impossible, but I, I understand the people that aren't overly optimistic about it. Next texture said – oh, go ahead. But next year is just so – like it's just such a it's such a high-level caliber of player that – I'm. I want to. I want to give it a go. It's gonna be next. gonna be hard to mess that up. Next texter says it's not just that Cal has always sucked as an actual coach, but now he's actually doing things to simply piss the fans off. He just started our third best center and played him the majority of the night. Yeah, it goes back to that conversation about like playing people that are gonna fight and not you know get pushed around. Again, the people that talk about playing stuff like who they play, who they don't play, who needs to play, who needs minutes, who doesn't get minutes. You've got to talk about who you put in instead. Otherwise, you're just screaming into the void and shouldn't be taken seriously. Speaking of screaming into the void, next texter says, that suit didn't help stop getting out coached again. Our fan base will want blood if we lose to Iowa. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. If UK were to have a really like mediocre performance against U of L, I, I cannot imagine a scenario they lose. But if they have a mediocre performance against U of L, and then they lose to Iowa and say it's kind of a beatdown potentially against Iowa, oh boy, the fan base is not going to be in a good spot. What's worse, a six-point win against Louisville or a fourteen law fourteen-point loss against Iowa? What gets more outcry? I don't know. I mean, everything's so toxic with basketball, probably basketball. Yeah. But if the football team does lose, whether it's close or whether by it's by a large margin, you're going to get a, a very small portion of these dorky basketball fans that are going to just be looking to kind of have a counterpunch to all the dorky football fans that have been reveling in some of the basketball teams. Like, there is a portion of this fan base that is basketball or football. Yeah. And those people are going to be at each other's throats this weekend. Maybe I'll just sit back and enjoy it. I think they're all dorks, but maybe I'll sit back and enjoy it. Uh, it sucks Calipari are not in on good terms with UK fans, says one texture. We all did love him for a while, but he clearly doesn't give a crap and has lost all touch with the fan base over the last however many years. I mean, I, he just raised, what, another several million dollars for Kentuckians and did the did the practice game down in eastern Kentucky. I don't think he's lost touch 
with the fan base. He's just not winning basketball games, so everybody's frustrated with well, him. Well, and the fact that the fan base has given up on him, I think, is ludicrous as well. As a whole, I mean, ha- is there a, a portion of the fan base that doesn't believe in Cal and has completely given up on him? Yeah, absolutely. But is it the overwhelming majority? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's a lot of people not happy with that guy. And I, I'm not happy with him either. I like winning. It's a lot more you, fun when you guys winning. But you haven't given right. up on him. No, I've, I've not given up. On exactly. Him. I don't want Cal fired simply because I don't want to pay that ridiculous buyout. Program finally starts putting money into football, and then they would have to go dump the whole athletic budget on Cal getting fired. I think they'd probably work on a settlement texture if it ever does come down to that. What a nice settlement probably. it would be. Yeah. Hey, let's take our last break. Let's do it. Uh, we will wrap up the Thornton's text line. We'll make our predictions for a huge sports weekend. We've tried to do a good job talking both Kentucky, UofL, UK, Iowa. It's tough, though, and it's going to be a really busy but fun Saturday. One final segment when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Donatella, T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Welcome back to the final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great Friday. Last show of the year, spinning it with uh well i don't know who you're spending the last show of the year with but hopefully you spend the last days of the year scoots with uh family friends or if you're just hanging out by yourself you enjoy your your own company absolutely that's what i'll be doing i'll be hanging out by myself if you're hanging out by yourself or you're with friends a good holiday new year's activity is getting everybody around and going to shadyrays.com People will be blown away by their selection, by the brands, by the styles, by the colors, maybe their 200,000 five-star reviews. Uh, it's a fun website to browse and buy yourself some of the nicest polarized sunglasses in all the world and a company that started right here in Kentucky. Go to ShadyRays.com and do not forget promo code BIGX. Save 25% at checkout. You'll be styling in 2023 with a new pair of shades from ShadyRays.com. And make sure you wear them at your New Year's party. That way, in case I wear my sunglasses and night comes on, you look cool. Yeah, do you look cool if you do that? Eh, If the song comes on, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you just pop them right on? Yeah. No, you already have them on, but the song comes on. You're like, ah, I just knew this was going to play. So I already have my sunglasses on at night. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Lucy, you don't want to eat that. I promise you that. Okay. <laughs> don't eat that. Let's get back here to the 
Thornton's text line, big time weekend, and we're still kind of catching up on the Missouri game text, unfortunately. Uh, Texter says, I don't think I'm crazy, but I will say the last text about the athletic program and the money and stuff, interesting take, interesting perspective. I'm of the belief that you can just always go to the craft well and get more money. Uh, There's been, Scooch, what do you think about Kellyanne Craft's, uh, all the ads? Have you seen them? I have not. No. Dang it. Maybe you don't get them. Maybe you don't get them. I hope, I wish I would. I like Kelly. Oh, you do? She's a good-looking woman. I think she may be a little old for you. Uh, I think she probably falls in with my age range that we talked about the other day. Also, it's just Kelly Craft. Um, but no, she's had a bunch of, of new advertisements on the TV. What are your favorite policies about Kelly Craft? Yeah, I don't know any of them. Just trying to get the political talk but going again. It, it, how nice would it be, though... Being in Kentucky Athletics shoes and just being able to go to the craft well whenever you want. I need some money. Okay, here you go. That'd be great. That's that's all I need in my life is a well to dip into. Didn't you win the lottery one time? Yeah, that was a long time ago. I need I need another lottery win. Okay. I need another lottery well. <laughs> hey, Mega Millions tonight, buddy. Come on, let's get it. Oh, yeah. 2023, we're going to be rich and happier than ever. Oh, a texter says, I don't think I'm crazy. This team looks really, that team looked really good in the Bahamas, included offensive flow and shot making. Now they're a shell themselves. Tyler Hero team looked the exact same way and then got blown out by Duke. To be fair, that team ended up being really good, but I think we should ask the question, what happens between the Bahamas and the regular season? I'm not directly blaming Calipari, but something definitively changed. I don't, I think it's fair questions and one you're just not going to get an answer to, uh, not a realistic answer to. I, I just think the teams in the Bahamas stunk so bad and, and we did. didn't realize it at the time. I mean, we talked about how bad they were, but I just think they were really bad. They were really, they, they were really bad. And I think so much of it probably does come back to just they were really, really bad. But the team did look like they were having fun. They did look more connected and you just, that shouldn't be the case in August versus December. That should never be the case. I know losing's not fun, and that causes people to be pouty and all that stuff, but they, they still just have had very few authentically good basketball moments, whether it's even against a crappy team or against a good team. It just has, They've been so few and far between where it's, basketball, when it's played, how it's supposed to be played, is a thing of beauty. And you unfortunately saw Missouri doing some beautiful things on the basketball court, and just very rarely do you see this Kentucky team do it. But in the Bahamas, it was almost just exclusively that. Like, they just were so locked in the entire time. Again, level of competition plays a huge role in that. Those Bahama teams were terrible. But even still, you would think that just the flow would look better at certain times, and it hasn't. So it's a fair question to wonder what the heck has happened. Kentucky played, what, four games in the Bahamas? Yes. I would venture to say Louisville would have beat at least two of those teams. Tells you how bad they well, are. I don't, I don't know if you could even say that. UL lost to Lenore Ryan. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they were lucky to beat Chaminade. Like, <laughs> they, they just, they're, they're really, really bad. I can, that Western Kentucky game, I still think, is one of the biggest upsets in college basketball this season. <laughs> A texter says, no offense, and you're not the only one, but you all said after St. Pete's that he had to be good this year after the last two years. We did say that. We absolutely did say that. And I don't take any offense to you calling us out for that, Texter. Uh, if we say something, we should get called out for it if it's something. But what changed, 
And I think this is fair. I don't think this is like moving the goalposts. The recruiting class changed. Texter, from March of last year to where we're at now, he's brought in probably his best class he's ever put together at UK. And as I'm going to sound like a broken record between now and whenever things get better or they don't get better, but I'm going to want to see that class through. So that's what's changed, Texter. I think that's fair. Next Texter has a good outlook. It says, uh, I think there's almost no scenario in which Cal isn't the coach next year, but I do think that'll be his last. Coaching DJ will be a nice bookend to his career. And I'd be all right with that. And, you know, even if – now, if they got that class and let's say they win a championship or they go to a Final Four, then I probably would say, like, all right, Cal, you got Ian Jackson, you got Carter Knox, you got another dominant 2024 class, sure, I'll let you do another year. But if he – doesn't make a Final Four with Dillingham and DJ and those guys. Well, then I, I don't. I, I won't want to see it again with a new crop of amazing talent. So it will be a make or break year. If it goes really well and he wants to keep hanging around, then I'll be all right with that. But if it doesn't go well, I think that texture. You're right. That'd be a good. Just all right. Hey, this is where we, this is where it all ends. I'm texture not- says heads up, roll call listeners. Don't let Maddie Jones know you prefer roll call over KSR if you if, or you disagree with them. He blocks you on Twitter. If you do, seems petty and soft and pathetic to stoop down to that level. Keep up the good work, guys. I appreciate you providing a platform to have open, unbiased arguments and not pushing personal agendas. And that's from Artie. To be fair, Artie, I don't know if I'd love it. And I mean, it does happen, but I don't know if I'd love it if people would just be like, hey, I like another radio show so much better than your radio show. It's like, okay, I, you know, appreciate you letting me know, but like, it, it, it's not. You don't have to say that to people, Artie. So you be nice too, buddy. Okay. How how old do we think Artie is? The name Artie just screams like seventy five. I don't think it's his real name. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe not. Artie, how old are you? Let us know. Uh, Texter says the new coach scenario described, where we keep one or two recruits, and the new coach brings in a couple of their own transfers, basically applies to any season. Uh. Yes and no, but not every time you do that, you'd be throwing away one of the best or potentially throwing away one of the best recruiting classes of all time. Next texter says the body language of some of the guys is horrendous. I'd love for Cal to start Wallace, Adu, Livingston, Collins, and Hugo to send a message, but I have a feeling it would just lead to more boo-boo pouting faces than lighting a fire under these guys. Never thought effort would be an issue for this group. It's never fun when you're getting beat down and especially in an opposing team's gym as they're just going bonkers and like maybe going to rush the floor and do stuff like that. Uh, So like I'll give some of the body language a pass for Wednesday. Some of like the look, you know, people are making a big deal about that top end picture where he's kind of giving Cal the side eye on the bench. That's not fun for anybody. Nobody likes losing. So I'll give them a pass. I just think they so desperately need like a blowout win. And luckily, look at the schedule. Look at the time. The Cardinals are coming to Wow. Town. How about that? Oh, yeah. Lucy knows it, too. It's a good get-right game. A texter says, the on-slash-off stats for Jacob Toppin are super ugly. Hoops Insight has them. I haven't seen them. Uh, maybe I'll take a look at them. Salt Lake Brian here. 80 inches of snow coming, and I'm still sad what? about this basketball team. It's starting to feel like this is Team Turmoil 2.0. I haven't heard the rumors being out there, but definitely getting that vibe. Scooch, how many feet is 80 inches of snow? I'm sitting here trying to figure that out. Uh, six, almost seven? Wow. It's just, uh, yeah, just under seven. Holy smokes. That's a lot of snow. 
How's he going to send a text in about 80 inches of snow and expect us to read the rest of the text and talk about it? Wow. Salt Lake, Salt Lake City's getting 80 inches. That's a significant amount of that snow. That is crazy. Just a friendly gambling tip for you gents. Oh, I think that's from a Plumley bro. Thank you. We love friendly gambling tips. Take the first half under in every single bowl game. Been doing it since the opening bowl, and it's winning on a very high clip. Teams come in rusty offensively, so the trend is trustworthy. Easy cheddar cheese. I love cheddar cheese. That sounds like a great theory. I might try it here today. Thanks, Plumley bro. UK fans calling into the postgame show asking fans in Lexington to vandalize Cal's house was wild. That didn't happen. I've heard I need that, somebody that listened to the postgame show to let me know if it actually happened. They were bringing that up on the Rutherford show yesterday as well. Yeah, and that could be a good bit of fake news. Uh, people, Perhaps. I mean, there, there's a portion of the UK fans that are just really, really embarrassing. I'm not saying that that actually is a thing that has happened, but the way they just kind of treat coaches once they're quote-unquote done with them, really embarrassing. You're kind of bad humans in some extent. Hey, Steve texted uh, in. He says, Cal will slow things down to keep from running up the score. Cats will not cover. I don't think so, Steve. I think uh, Cal realizes the importance of a get-right game, and I don't. Th- I think he's going to need all his players to try to put up points, be in good moods, be happy, have fun, look good. And they're going to they're gonna need to do it. They're going to need to do it. This UofL team's really, really bad. Let's think of the matchups. It's going to be interesting to see Wheeler guard L. Ellis. L. Ellis is quick. He's probably going to be able to get around Wheeler, but he's not able really to do anything else with it. And then besides that, UofL is just kind of a collection of guards and small forwards that hang out on the perimeter. So the only way U of L makes the game relatively close or interesting is if they just hit a bunch of threes, which is something that they're not good at. So I don't think it's going to happen. And then UK, they should be able to pretty much take any of their guys off the dribble, which has been an issue for some of our guys this season. And then I imagine U of L is just going to throw a ton of bodies at Oscar just to not let him put up forty and thirty, which I don't think would be off the table given U of L's front court, but. They're going to throw a ton of bodies on him, so that's probably going to lead to a bunch of open outside shots for UK. And Scoots, you know, if you hit them, probably win by a huge margin. If you don't, who else? Yeah. Who now, else? I agree. And But the one thing I don't agree with, I do not think Severe will guard L. Ellis. Just because there's a six-inch height disadvantage there for Severe, he's, what, 5'9", Ellis is 6'3". I think, it, I think you're more likely to see Wallace guard up on Ellis, although... Wallace being a freshman, that would kind of concern me. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, Louisville only has Ellis. So, I don't. there's really nothing to be concerned about. But I could be wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll believe L. Ellis. L. Ellis being 6'3 is just a lie. <laughs> he does look and, tiny out there. Yeah, it's just, that's just a lie. Uh, all right, what do we got next on the text line? Uh, texter says... When will the losing end for Bellerman? Losing is starting to becoming a habit ever since that pull-off of the shocker of beating Louisville. It hasn't been great. Oh, trouble on Norris. Trouble on Norris. They lost to, who'd they lose to? Liberty? Lipscomb? Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. They they lost somebody last night, and it wasn't particularly pretty. Kind of a disappointing year for Bellerman. If they... Gosh, they could really capitalize if they were having, like, last year's run. You remember last year? Yeah, they should have they been in the tournament. tournament. Yeah, with U of L just being absolutely dreadful, and even UK not living up to expectations, they could probably pull in more people just that want to see 
good, fun, fundamental basketball. Cheaper than you know going to the Yum Center, going to Rupp Arena. But they kind of they're not having a, a great season either. A texter says, as far as a new coach, there is not a Cal out there. We are the worst as UK fans. Minus Patino, we've run out every coach. I agree. Um, it, it's not that thing. You know, sometimes fan bases do need to kind of lead the charge that things are stale and need to change. But Texer, I do agree that there, and I just got done mentioning it, but there is just a portion that make it so personal, that make it so ugly, that can't just keep it to like, hey, the basketball is not fun anymore, so I want something different. They have to talk about the family. They have to talk about, see, you know, they have to talk about money and stuff, stuff that they just obviously don't know anything about. And it gets ugly. It really does. And I would hope UK fans would be better, but time and time again, we've shown that we're not. A texture says, help me out, guys. What's the crowd going to be like for the bowl game? We have a room. However, I'm still shopping for tickets. What is the ticket market like? Do not buy tickets. Do not buy tickets. Or do not at least buy pricey tickets. If you just walk around Broadway whenever you get into Nashville, just keep an ear out for them. Check Twitter. People are giving away tickets. You may be able to end up getting free tickets. And the crowd's not going to be good at the Music City Bowl, so you may have a chance to be able to sit where you want to sit. So if you end up do buying tickets, I would buy as cheap as possible. Be on the lookout for free tickets just walking around the stadium, and you probably are going to be able to – get a pretty good seat if you're just patient and keep an eye out for some spots. So uh, that would be my advice to you. Wonder Save if, that money for beers on Broadway. wonder if you can scalp in Nashville. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I'm sure you could. Uh, the only issue is, like, without hard tickets being more common, I, I, I wonder, I guess the scalpers just have them on their phone maybe or transfer them over. I don't know. I've never bought, I've never scalped tickets in the digital age. That's true. A texter says, TJ, Michigan fan here. How is your small blue nation football and basketball season turning out? Hey, Michigan fan, the only good win UK has is against your sorry basketball program that lost to Tony Barbie last night. So suck it, buddy. Small blue nation. <laughs> uh, but good luck in that. Good luck in the in the bowl game. I think that you all will win against TCU, and then you'll get trounced by Georgia. But I'm weird, pumped for the games tomorrow. Georgia's really a weird way to say Ohio State. Oh, you think Ohio State's going to beat Georgia? Uh, I got a preseason bet on Ohio State, so part of me is just being hopeful. I really don't know that I believe that. A texter says, how much better would it be if Shaden Sharp was on the team this year? The decision to put him on the team screwed us two years in a row. Really did. In hindsight, it was just the worst possible thing that could have possibly happened. If Sharp was on this team, UK definitely beats Michigan State. Uh, I think they beat UCLA. They still lose that Gonzaga game. And with the way Missouri played, there's still a chance they could have lost that Missouri game. Missouri played well, and they were fun to watch while they were doing it as well. So, uh, you know, they're they're much they're significantly better with Sharp. Significantly better. You can make a case the Gonzaga game would maybe be the only loss. You could make a case maybe with Sharp they win that Gonzaga game. I mean, the dude he, dude's playing in the NBA, the or he'd be the best player on the floor in every single game that he would play in, and that matters. Yeah. Next. Sadly, losing in the championship game next year would be a failure to the Cal haters. Yeah, would it though? Some, yeah, I mean, there'd be some people that'd be like, still only one championship, couldn't punch through. But any season that goes to a national championship in college basketball, that coach should be praised. But it would it would kind of stink for his legacy. Absolutely. Uh, I hope it happens. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen, but I hope they, they get to that spot and we can talk about that. 
John here. Good morning, and good news is coming for BBN. I have the Cats winning both football and basketball. I've got the football Cats winning by six. We will see a lot from our running backs on the roster, and also the basketball Cats will beat L by 30-plus. Uganda will be the MVP. Gosh darn it, the owl told me in a dream, so it's got to be true. We'll got have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. John's back to the owl stuff, so that's how you know we're kind of in desperation <laughs> mode a little earlier than we wanted. <laughs> A texter says, I listened to two post-game shows with 680 Shreveville and Matt Jones. There was not one comment about vandalizing Cal's home. Oh, there you go. Fake news. I wouldn't think. I mean, that would be it'd, be, it'd be wild to do that. It'd be wild to say that, like on air, too. I mean, just just stupidity. So I hope you're right, Texter. hope that wasn't said. On KSR yesterday, Ryan said fans were texting him asking about first sale signs because they wanted to put them in Cal's yard. So nothing surprises me. Happy New Year, guys. Go Cats. And that's from Shannon O'Bannon. Shannon O'Bannon, have a great... Yeah, like, don't do stupid stuff like that. That's just embarrassing. Uh, but Shannon O'Bannon, have a great New Year's. Thanks for listening. You're the best. A texter says, guys, two years ago we had Clark, rest in peace, Isaiah Jackson in Boston. We have the National Player of the Year, Wallace Collins Livingston this year. Tell me why next year will be different. Dill, Edwards, or Wagner will protect their draft stock and not play half or all the years more likely than having a Final Four at that point. And that's a that's a wild ride of a text message. Very wild. A wild route of a text message. Um, going back to your Jackson and Boston and Clark, Clark was injured for a good chunk of that season. That mattered. Uh, was Jack, did Jackson miss a little bit of time? And I know Boston was banged up a little bit, but I think he played through it mostly. And then secondly, it just came back to the point guard play with that year. That team was always going to be handcuffed to its point guard, and its point guard, unfortunately, was not very good. Cal definitely should have had more options, so it falls back on Calipari for that. You know and then Yes. You know the difference between Kentucky and majority of fan bases in the country? What's that? What's that? Kentucky has every single year, and part of it's probably due to the players they bring in, like this texter brought up. Kentucky every single year has expectations. The majority of programs across the country, their fan bases have hope. They're hoping for a good season. Kentucky is expecting a good season. So that's really. That's the difference between Kentucky and most fan bases. Yeah, uh, I mean, you again, there's a spoiled sense, but I, I, it's a good expectation to have because when you're not there, like where Kentucky's not at currently, people just lose their minds and the demand's got to be to get it there. I think there are some concerns, too, with everybody's cow fatigue that, like, you know, you never really – grass isn't always greener. I don't want to be in a scenario where UK is getting a new coach every three or four years or running somebody out after five or six years. That's not to say just keep what you have because you're complacent. Things need to be better in the scope of Kentucky basketball. But people do need to just be ready, be a little careful potentially what you wish for. But that being said, this isn't fun. Like, this is not – no. I mean, this isn't good. It's not good basketball. It's not entertaining watching UK lose, getting excited for big games just for the offense to go missing. We're all sick of it. I'm on the same page as everybody else. All right. Uh, Roush bailed on us, didn't decide to show up for his radio show because of a night of drinking. I didn't realize that was an excuse to skip, no but kidding. I'll have to keep that in mind for thought, 2023. thought we were adults here. Yeah, I mean, you can't do hungover radio. How old are you? No kidding. It might, might arguably be better. Three years old. <laughs> uh texter uh we're done with we're done with the thornton's text line very yeah, proud of that all right it. let's make our let's make our predictions uh we all lost a point for the missouri game which is not good uh, that gives us an updated score and none of us had the mvp because that would have been kobe brown he was totally dominant uh although oscar was really good but you had to get it uh, i want to make a case for oscar here yeah well case denied unfortunately <laughs> 
Good try, though. So that leads to the updated scoreboard. No harm, no foul, but Roush is back into the negatives. Uh, Scoots has four points. I have three points, and Roush with negative one. So, Scoots, your UK L rivalry game predictions has come a long way from top 10 matchups back in 15 and meeting in Final Fours and Sweet 16s in front of 40,000 people in Indianapolis. But what do you got here? Man, this is a really, really tough one. So Louisville's been bad all year. Kentucky has been pretty meager the last few games. I think Kentucky gets right here. It's at Rupp. It's against their rival. They know they need a big performance. Give me the Cats by 24, 84 to 60. No, let's go 74 to 50. Louisville can't score 60. And my MVP, I will take Oscar just simply because Louisville has nobody that can stop him. Who's it going to be? Huntley Hatfield, Sidney Curry. They're not stopping Big O. Give him the MVP, baby. Uh, you have a lot of Louisville fans that are incredibly whiny, and they'll be like, who's going to be the UK random player that goes off this year? As if it's not just like UK is almost exclusively more talented than U of L every single year so it's not like just some random player goes off uk is just a better team so better players play better against worse teams um but that being said i do think reeves gets right on saturday i think he finally has a game he has the home crowd at his back and i think he hits a ton of threes and uk cruises to an easy 90 to 56 win 90 to 56 34 point win. <laughs> that would be awesome. They they, they beat uh, what did they beat them by 28 or 31 back in 18. Uh, there you can you can get some big wins here. 17, oh yeah, 18 or whatever year that sure. was. Uh, all right, and Roush's pick it probably doesn't matter. He's pretty bad at this stuff uh, <laughs> as is. Do we have another one more text to wrap? One more text, up? yeah. Scoots, I've been there where I have. A live bet in a particular game like three to four times before and all the bets lost. How ticked were you going to bed when Kentucky absolutely pooed the bed? I, I so was you, pretty ticked, yeah. I would have advised you against that. TJ, I got him at so I got him at when I crossed the river coming from work, Kentucky was it was halftime. Kentucky was plus seven and a half. They were three point favorites to start the game. So that's a ten and a half point swing. I have to bet that. So then when I get home, I check again when they're down like 17. I'm getting them at 10 and a half. That's a 13 and a half point swing from the start of the game. Like I have to bet that, but I will give myself some props because they were down 17 with, oh, there was like seven or eight minutes left and they were throwing out plus 13 and a half. And I was like, man, should I do it again? And I didn't. And good thing. Cause that would have lost too. Well, so I'm pat myself on you- the back. Glad you eventually found bottom. But yeah, I was pretty right. ticked off. UK Iowa predictions, and we'll get out of here for 2022. Oof. Do we have Who to? Got? Do we have to? Cats Hawkeyes oh down in gosh. Nashville, noon o'clock. Oh man, o'clock on the dot. If if you're a defensive guy, this is going to be the game for you. The under is going to hit, no doubt about it. Um, give me, I'll take the Hawkeyes, 13 to 10. 13 to 10. Okay. I also, sadly, am going to take Iowa. I'll say 21 to 7. And I'll say, yeah. Oh, you like seven. the over, though. You can't go 21 to 7. Well, first off, I don't like the over. I just feel like there's a necessity to bet it. <laughs> don't do it. That's more fun. Don't do it. feel like you're living on the edge. 
all game. <laughs> don't you do it. I, I just, I don't. I think Iowa probably the more complete team, and I do think that they may care about this game a little bit more than the Cats do. I don't. I won't be heartbroken by it, but I do want to win. I really hope I'm wrong. So we will find out come Monday show. We'll be talking about it. Get your text in all weekend on the Thornton's text line. Shout out to those guys at Thornton, Alex Cupper, and Kelly Leonardo. We appreciate them. This is Everybody when we. Have- this is when we miss Roush because he would have definitely taken the Cats and Louisville. I don't think he would have taken Louisville. No, he's a Louisville, he's hey, a Louisville fan. Let, Louisville fan. Nobody, nobody should should take Louisville. <laughs> I mean, even if you're the biggest U of L fan of all time, you, you you shouldn't take Louisville. Everybody have a really happy and safe, most importantly, safe New Year's. And we can't thank you enough. Another really really fun year of Kentucky roll call. The sports results, not that we were looking for in 2022. We're going to cross our fingers and hope that 2023 is a much more exciting sports season that don't include embarrassing historic upset losses in March and underwhelming offensive performances for a football team that had high expectations. But that's what the new year is for. Wishful thinking, making the right changes. I don't know how we do that as a radio show. We'll figure it out together in the new year. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Rouch down in Nashville. We'll see you next year. (laughs) It's my.